as that Christmas song is playing, can I just, you know how I have little tiny flames, little moments of Twitter claim to fames? Yes. Oh. You know, I'll have an interaction with somebody. Yes, someone yes. big time. Yes. That I, or, you know, someone that's got a lot of followers or whatever. You know how I like to toot my horn? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Twitter, I mean, you are our Twitter girl. I'll tweet Reese, and I've tweeted Cher a million times, and Kelly Clarkson. No one's ever responded or interacting with me. I mean, last night I tweet, you know, Cher, I captured her singing DJ Player Christmas song, and then they panned to Kelly Clarkson, and she's singing along. She was so delightful. Knew all the, all the words. words. She should cover that song. And then she said, that is a banger. I That is the best new Christmas song I've heard in years, which we have been saying mm-hmm. about that song. I tweeted that out. but And then I I got all, I, I saw um, Liz Gillies. You know, she's my girl crush Fallon from the new dynasty. She was on all six seasons. Grant, Grant show from Melrose Place played Blake Carrington. Fantastic CW show. Anyway, but Liz Gillies is doing this duet thing with Liz. She's a singer as well. Yeah, and she sang on Dynasty. They would have different things. So I don't know if she's a theater, has a theater background, but I just took a picture of her, not even that great of a picture, but just her just singing, and she looks so happy in her red lip. And I just said, the magical, and then at Liz Gillies. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I just hashtag Rockefeller. I didn't even call any of it the right stuff. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Anyway, Liz or her team, she retweeted it or reposted and put a Christmas tree and a heart. And oh, my, Lori. all kinds of people responded. It's Dynasty. Like a, oh, all, Lori. Yeah, and it was the only one of the whole night that a fan took of that she redid. Because cool. she has tons and tons of yes. fans. People love Liz Gillies that are on the Liz Gillies, you know, bandwagon. And so I was just like, I was like, oh, I love Lori, it. Lori, that's a big one. Yeah. And people that's did like one. my little short video of um, Cher at the end of that song, and then Kelly singing along. She looks so cute in that hat and her hair in an updo. She looked like a damn snow angel. Speaking That's of Kelly. That's so lovely, Lori. That's really kind of fun. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Speaking of Kelly, her ex husband, Brandon, uh, Kelly ordered, uh, yes, to return $2.6 million <laughs> after he overcharged her. As her manager, which is what she had accused him of. Double dipping. Double dipping. Taking a management fee and like a... And a talent talent fee. fee. Yeah, yeah. And And he's married to her. And married to her. (laughs) And he collected the booking fee for The Voice and Wayfair and Norwegian Cruise Line. And she always felt... She's like, you double charged me. Right. The reason you were my manager, my talent guy, is so we were paying double commission. Right. You're my husband, by the Who way. Who knows how long? Anyway, he has been told to return $2.6 million to her. And so vindication for Kelly because she held her ground on that. I'm sure she had some people say, just let it go. Not good for publicity. You know, whatever, whatever. But she's Be the like, bigger person. But she's like, no, hell yeah. no. That's too much money. So that happened for her. And, then, and she looks good. New York looks good on oh, her. Does she's it ever. losing weight looks good on her. She looked so happy. She looks happy. Happy, happy. Confident. And, yes. She knows how to... 
She knows how to run a show. I mean, her oh, hosting. Very good. Because she knew about all the artists. She knew everything you needed to know. And she kept it flowing, even though we had to watch people twice. What she didn't know was when she introduced Cher, when she sang um, Christmas, Baby, Please Come yes. Home with Darlene Love. Did you notice we got cleavage from Cher? Well, is that what she didn't point out? And by the way, Cher <laughs> is singing 60 years later, not backup. But lead, lead with Darlene Love yeah. and P.S. Please check out her cleavage. But Kelly didn't know, and they showed a photo. They she didn't know that the seventeen-year-old Cher sang backup in Phil Spector's studio when he recorded and produced that they song said for Darlene that. Someone Love. Someone said in the background. Yeah, but she was Kelly was like, I never knew oh, that. Oh, I didn't uh, catch that about um, Cher, and you know, and so they just they, they sounded amazing together, and then Cher. And Dolly show up on the Graceland Christmas special by sharing their individual first Elvis memory stories. And it was live with Cher because she was in the same outfit she was wearing performing in New York. Yeah, I mean, amazing. That was really on the About old her- fashion TVs from 1977. Yeah, and her and Cher was like was 11 and her mom saved it. They didn't have money, but her mom saved up money to go and see Elvis, and she named where Some it was. Some Pacific something. In Pasadena or someplace, and she's like, Mom, everyone's jumping on their chairs when Elvis, and then she got to, and she goes, and that's my Elvis story, and that's that. It was just, it was so cute, and then Dolly, you know, told her story, but Dolly also gave a great interview, um, or had a great interview with Drew Barrymore on Monday. Oh, and I've been okay. peeking at Drew Barrymore because she's really been getting some great guests. Mm-hmm. And I'll watch Dolly and anything. But it, we can forgive her. She made a mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She made but a mistake. Big deal. I've always watched some Drew's- of the daytime shows just depends on who they have for a yes. guest. And so she shared a cute... Because Drew was very interested in Dolly's, the fact that she was the first country star to be on the cover of playboy no no female country singer had ever been on playboy and dolly was the cover not the inside there was just an interview she was the cover in 1978 we remember she's pointed this out like last year she wore it for carl their anniversary their 60th wedding anniversary. She's aging backwards. Yeah, she is. But she told Drew, and I thought you would like to know this, that um, Patricia Taylor, that's who made Dolly's outfit, mm-hmm. it has to be custom, is the mother of Keanu Reeves. Oh, and I like knowing that. She, You're right. Years later, Keanu came backstage to say hi to her, and he said, um, and he'd already been in Bill and Ted's adventure in Point Break, and he said, I don't know if you remember me, but I'm the little boy that used to sit at your feet when my mom was working and she never put it together, never would put it together because his mom's name was Patricia Taylor and she would bring Keanu over to Dolly's house because this whole bunny costume was um, custom made and she did do other work for Dolly, too. I never knew yeah, that. I like so, knowing that. Yeah, so that was kind of good. Uh, it was. It was. Uh, it was happy. That was just such a happy um, Christmas at Graceland. We're talking uh, about too. It's amazing. Just, it was so happy. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, um, we're going to talk about stuff. All right, Chef Surprise. 
Okay, that music only means one thing. It's time to think El Burrito Mercado. It, they are in full festival mode and um, festive mode. They are going to Mexi- Mexicanize the holidays for you. And oh my gosh, having people over, I mean, this is a really great way to serve some oh. festive food that's not going to break the bank that everyone is going to enjoy because, man, they have a great deli. Great appetizer options, tasty salsas, dips, jalapeno poppers, and more. They've got catering if people are thinking of office parties and want to do something different that everyone will absolutely love. You know, we use them for both of the boys' graduation parties. People just love, love, love this. And you guys, if you want to go in and get dips and stuff and for the weekend shop there... And, you know, Jeff and I went there not so, you know, pretty recently and had dinner. Yeah, delicious. great food. And great drinks. Hostess gifts, holiday gifts, directly imported from Mexico. Go stop by El Burrito Mercado. Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Okay, so we have one big team in the Twin Cities that's winning right now, and that's the Timberwolves, our NBA basketball team. Yes. And tonight, if you're headed to see the Timberwolves, it's a special night because the Wolves dancers tonight are all 50-plus. Ah. And it's during the first time out, and Vanita Sakar, who we've worked with and love, and she's so great, is going to be one of the dancers so oh my check gosh. her out. Uh, that that sounds terrifying to me. To In dance? Yes. Oh no, I think that'd be fun. Yes, that's. I think so, that'd be a to, fun to, workout. To cheerlead a dance. Oh, <laughs> to choreo- choreograph to a song. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Oh, I just it's I my problem is that I have a great fear of being one or two steps off the choreography because I usually am. And it's okay. Even though I did aerobics for years. <laughs> Can't believe better. that's not paying off. But when you talk about that, Lori, the aerobics, I remember one time being at U.S. Swim and Fitness when it was on University Avenue, like between Hamlin and Lexington. Mm-hmm. And it was when we were wearing the thong. Up our, our, yeah. our, our but um, I, bike but shorts I, that were bright colors. Right, we'd wear the bike shorts and the thong over it. And then and then the thick socks. The very box tennis The box. And um, it was no support. It was when Vogue had come out. (laughs) And I remember it was one of those days that the music was so loud. We had been practicing the Vogue dance for a while. And it was one of those, because it used to be so fun. You felt like you were inside of a dance club because every, it was hot. The music was loud. Yeah, it was, it was synchronized. We were all doing it. People don't know what they missed. It was so fun because we were, it was the music would beat in your body yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're sweating to death. Mm-hmm. I just have good now memories of that. Yeah, same. I, I belong, the one, the one that I remember like getting the most dancey and was the, um, Bally's, Bally's yes. on Excelsior Boulevard in yes, St. Louis I went Park. With you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I'm like, come on! And I it wore we bring Grant. We even wore, you know, of course, had headbands. <laughs> you know, loved it. Yeah. I didn't do that because my did. face was, I was too round. totally aerobicized. <laughs> she was. Lori was the queen, but I, I just remember it. You'd feel it. The beat was so loud in there, and it was so much fun. Yeah. You kind of felt like Leslie you were at a dance Fima's team. 80s dance aerobic a champion. They, they've gone viral for her. People have watched People that love her, her workout classes. Yes. Yeah. Well, but the dance she one. competed in world aerobic championships with David Gray. Oh, I love knowing that. And this is one of the two people that are up for for the Golden Bachelor. Yeah. Okay, so good news. Um, And I'm trying to follow the bouncing ball here. But 
Um, Minnesota, a brand new women's professional hockey league is starting up this January. Brand new. We've had the snow caps and some other things that have yeah. happened, but this is a completely different league. There's six teams. They have like Olympian champion oh, women's, wow. and it's there's a team in Ottawa, Toronto, Mar- um, Montreal, Minnesota, Boston, and New York. And these games, the home games, are all going to be played at the X. So I believe they were at the Dayton's thing, whatever that ice rink was downtown before with the other women's hockey. Yeah. So these guys will probably win a championship. And our team, they don't have their names, their trademark yet on their team names. But ours, the one that is out there, would be the Minnesota Superiors for Lake Superior, mm-hmm. in case you're running. You. So games are going to go on sale, and if people want it, love hockey, Saturday, January 6th at 2.30 is the home opener at the X. Um, other things that are happening is that, I love this story, Lori, but um, your brain, how much do you think your brain is a part of your overall body weight? Oh, I know this one. It's like, um, it's like, It's like 10, 11, 12, 13 pounds. Your head was like 10 pounds. That's where I'm at. But that's about, on average, 2%. Is that what it works out to? That's what it works out to, depending on where, you know, some heads may weigh more. That's right. You may have a big head. (laughs) (laughs) So we, it uses, it's only 2% of your weight, but it uses 20% of your energy. So when you really say, I'm brain dead, you really, you know, because I've worked so hard in my brain today, Mm -hmm. that's. True. And it means that on the average day, a person uses 320 calories to think. That's all? I know it. Okay, but the follow-up story, what's the time? The follow-up story is going to gross you out, but I just thought it was funny because um, big news today, you cannot fart yourself thin. I didn't think I could. It is not a practical (laughs) weight loss tool. But um, Health Digest has been asked time and time and time again, does farting burn calories? No. And sex barely burns calories. I, sex, nothing. Um, so basically, there was always this thing out there that it might burn like 67 calories. But it is so not true. Mm-hmm. Um, you cannot fart your way thin. <laughs> In case people have been thinking that would be a good pastime, I just had to, I had to tell you. And they even goes further. If you strain to release the gas, you might burn one calorie. Shoot. I know. <laughs> I know. I thought so, too. Um, other things, um, the concerts in movie theaters is going to continue. Queen, a remastered versions of a Queen concert film. Queen Rock Montreal is... <laughs> I, are they doing anything? No. I'm just going to laugh for a second yeah. about something else. Okay. But so this is going to hit IMAX theaters January 18th. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, again, the tradition. And Taylor Swift is flying to London. She's to to, already there. Okay, to Beyonce's London premiere. Wearing a Balmain silver column gown. that Keeping in, in the, the silver. tradition and the silver. And Beyonce's still with her blonde hair. She's so pretty. You know who gave me Beyonce vibes last night? Chloe Bailey. She was singing last night. She kind of oh, sounds yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wrote it down. Bay vibes. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is so lovely. Very. She was very. Ariel, right? In the new yes. live action film mm-hmm. of The Little Mermaid. She's lovely. Mm-hmm. She's got a beautiful voice. And for people who have old Gmail accounts out there that you haven't used in two years... Oh, that's me. Today's the last day. What? They're going to delete them. 
If you haven't, you mean as long as something's come in? Or? If you if something has been oh activated gosh. in two years, because people remember when people would ask. At, I've got an app Gmail right here. But remember when people always asked, give me your account and you'd make up like, oh, so and so gmail.com. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. So those accounts, today is the last day Gmail get, sent people a notice in the account oh, you don't use. I gotta look at my account. I don't so use. you should look. So they're going to begin deleting unused accounts for safety, um, security reasons. Right. Old yeah. emails will also be dele- be deleted. Google Docs or photos or anything you saved on this Google account, if you haven't used it in two years, it's going to start moving those away because they believe abandoned accounts that used old passwords. Hackers probably have stolen by now. Oh, good call. And they yeah. have to deal with identity theft. So if yeah. this is just a Lori's on her phone. I just sent a couple right now. From my <laughs> okay. So did I. Oh, guys are fine. So just get, if you, if you don't use it and you still want it to be and open. And I never go to it. I mean, I should let them delete it. I don't even know why I ever had this account. <laughs> and that you even have an app. Oh, it's on the front of my phone. <laughs> Gmail. Oh, I never <laughs> even use it. Just like PlayStation is on the front and Drive. I don't know what they are. I'm too Drive lazy is to your remove Google them. Doc Drives. You yeah, I don't ever. Why can't there. you have our calendar for work on the cover? <laughs> I don't it's know. It's a Google thing. It's ridiculous. <laughs> PlayStation. You have a PlayStation yeah, app on your that's phone. Hysterical. I mean, why do I have that? Don't ask me. I just was there. There's too many apps. Too many apps. Well, and you <laughs> have the ones that you don't even ever use. PlayStation. Yeah, but I like fun. how they look. You know, oh. it gives some symmetry to the front, front of my phone. <laughs> symmetry to the front. There's, of my phone. there's someone. Someone four sent us four Oh, I love it, Lori. Yeah. You can move them and make them look. Yes, symmetrical. I know that. I know that. But I like the, a woman sent us a note. Thank you, Margaret. She said there's a bunch of swearing yeah and only murders in the building and so they'll have to cut it out kind of like what they did to yellowstone yeah yeah they just cut it out yeah they'll make they'll have they to cut some it. things out yeah but i do out. think for your mom and maybe i think my mom tried i don't know why i don't like that show i uh, love steve martin means, i love martin short it just doesn't it's a good show it really is but you really have to sit and pay attention because it doesn't just so it's a show you can't play your PlayStation app. Yeah. At the same time and watch. <laughs> I it's reorganize your phone. It's that kind of show. <laughs> oh, that's really I'm really having an epiphany right now. <laughs> I like how the PlayStation app looks. Uh, that's the best quote so far. Cemetery to my phone. Oh yeah, we'll be right back. This is Lori and Julia. We are absolutely delighted to have another uh, addition to the Lori and Julia book club. We have Tess Gerritsen with us, who wrote. The book, The Spy Coast, that we devoured, Tess. Couldn't stop, but just a little bit about Tess before we get into it. Tess is a best-selling writer of over 30 novels published in 40 countries and is very well known for one that we all watched on TV and may have also read, Rizzoli and Isles, series that you created that was made into a television program for years on USA uh, Channel. And we're just delighted. We love this book so much. We loved it. Hi, Tess. Hi, hello. Nice to talk to you. You too. Rizzoli and Isles was on TNT. Oh, TNT, TNT. sorry. It was the mainstay of TNT, but oh my gosh, Tess. We've, so we've known you could write, but the Spy Coast, honestly, um, I just think is maybe one of uh, your best books that you've ever written because it was so exciting. Well, thank you. It's I don't I couldn't have written this book uh, twenty years ago. It's a book that I think I needed to be old enough to really or mature enough to really get into the heads of these particular characters. Yeah, yeah, and because they 
Because it's they, they're older, they're mature, they're mature spies. <laughs> yes. They're people who've been in the spy business and. Um, g- give people the setup of the Spy Coast so that people know a little bit more about what we're talking about. Oh, okay. Um, well, I actually give you some some background about where the story came. Okay, from. great. Um, yeah, uh, I moved to this this little town in Maine about thirty three years ago. Uh, my husband is a medical doctor, and he set up a medical practice. And he used to take on new patients, and he'd take their occupational histories. And he heard this story. Often enough, they would say, I used to work for the government, but I can't talk about it. Mm. And when he heard that a few times, he thought, who are these people? And we found out from a real estate agent that they are all retired CIA. So um, I got to thinking, what is it about, you know, what what is it like to be retired from a, a job that's as challenging and international as that? So the story is about a retired CIA um, agent named Maggie Bird. She's left the agency under... Um, Unhappy circumstances. She now works as a chicken farmer, <laughs> and and she finds a dead body in her uh, driveway one night, and realizes it's uh, it's an echo from her past. It's something that went very wrong in her last operation, and now she pretty much has to go back to work, you know, kind of recall all her all her skills as a spy. But she also has help from her four friends who also live in this little town in Maine. They're all retired spies. And they're all going to help her track down this killer who's trying to come after her. It's, it's so, so, so good. This was my Thanksgiving book. I just, Lori had already read it. I, it's so good, Tess. Yeah. We read a lot of books. It's just different. It was different. I loved, I liked the age group of these CIA folks. It was a, it was a different angle. Yeah. And I think it also, it looks at espionage in a different way. Yes. So many so many spy books are all about, you know, guns and running around and mm-hmm. shooting people. I think this is more the emotional aspect of what it like is like to live uh, to work in intelligence, mm-hmm. not being able to tell the truth, having to live your whole life, um, keeping secrets from the people you love. What does it do to your your psyche? And um, that was what I was really interested in exploring is the damage that was done to Maggie from being a spy. Yeah, and it is, it's interesting. Um too because that is like such a you don't ever think about it like i love a espionage book spy thriller you know all that kind of stuff and i never really even thought about the the toll that would take until i watched the show on netflix called berlin station which Mm -hmm. kind of dealt with it not kind of but it did deal with all the secret keeping and how it affects your relationships, you can't be honest about anything with en- anybody, and you never know where the ber- betrayal or double or triple agent thing is going on. It's just fascinating, and you just weave such a good story with all these different um, characters characters who've been in the CIA and stuff. It was just, I'm like, it's got to be already optioned by somebody, because this could easily be a, a series. It has been optioned. It has. Uh, um, yes, Amazon Studios. Uh, in fact, that was one of the first things that happened when um, uh, Amazon wanted to publish this book. And they said, by the way, we have a TV deal attached to it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so, yes, Amazon Studios is um, has optioned it. And I, I believe they're, they're hoping to get a, um, the script for the pilot by April.
Oh, that's oh. fantastic. I can totally see it's it. So and good. also the fact that you're going to be able to cast people that are in their 50s and 60s and 70s. I mean, that's a very cool thing, too, from uh, yeah. you know acting standpoint. They'll be able to get some really great people. That's what I love. You know, American television doesn't have enough older people on mm-hmm. it. I watch a lot of British television. Yes. Where you, you, see, you see people who are, who are older, these really wonderful actors. But in, in the U.S., what happens to these poor actors? I think the jobs disappear, and this is a great way to, to um, really bring back people, people we've seen in movies, people we love that maybe are uh, considered over the hill. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Who would you cast as Maggie Bird if you could be involved in casting? Have you thought about that? Oh, I have. You know, I, I think that Jodie Foster would be oh, great. Oh, and wonderful. Could, yes. Yes. She's wonderful. She's now. Uh, yeah, I love Annette Benning. Yes. Uh, I love Kristen Scott Thomas. I'm, oh. There's so many great women in their 60s. Mm-hmm. Do you get any say in that, Tess? Um, I can whisper in their ear. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah. I can give them suggestions. I know that they already have uh, somebody they're thinking about now. I just I don't want to talk about right. it. Right, of course. Uh, but their first their first choice would be spectacular uh, if she would take it. That's all. Is, do you see this test as a limited series or a movie? Uh, they're they're thinking about it as a continuing television series. Oh. Uh, so oh. it, it would not just be this story, but there would be condi- continuing adventures of the Martini Club. And yeah, are I you going to continue? Club. Are you like are you have you already finished the second book? I um I'm. On the second draft now of the okay. next book, it's called The Summer Guest, and it brings back the whole crew, plus uh, the wonderful police chief, uh, the local police chief, who's uh, oh, yes. a real Mainer. Joe. <laughs> he doesn't know what to do with mm-hmm. these people. Yeah. Joe. Good old Joe. Uh-huh. That was an yeah. interesting, that was kind of fun, having that um, local police perspective with CIA people who were so far ahead of her, but yet she was really smart. Right. I, you know, Joe Thibodeau, who is, uh, she's in her 30s, so there's also this um, age difference, this, this conflict about ages, where she's a young, hip, well, not really hip, but she's, not hip. <laughs> she's, a young, she's a young, real main person, and here are these five people. She doesn't know who they are or why they have such, uh, such international experience, right. and little by little, she begins to realize that they are spies, that they, that, that they have these these uh, skills that she doesn't have but it, together they work out oh gosh and the cover is so great we're cover girls we love yeah. the cover of the book <laughs> seriously tess this we is are so cover important snobs. we are such snobs with covers mm-hmm. the spy coast we're talking to tess garrettson and you have written so many amazing books and you're a doctor and then you go on maternity leave and stuff and and, and then you start writing thriller i mean you have a really great story yeah, well, I think it just has to do with I follow whatever my passion mm-hmm. uh, and direction towards. So um, medicine was clearly not going to last for me because <laughs> I've always wanted to be a writer since mm-hmm. I was a kid. Yeah, really? Nancy Drew books. Yeah. Nancy Drew books. And mm-hmm. the great thing about writing is that you really have to inhabit other worlds. So you get to follow all your interests as well, whether it's uh, space travel or um, or archaeology. And I've written books on both. Yeah, and I love, too, with the Spy Coast, you know, all the places. Oh, yeah, we that, got to visit. That we get to visit. Mm-hmm. Country, Bangkok and Paris. Italy. And it, mm. You know, just that is always really <laughs> so fun, too, especially when 
you have a writer such as yourself who's really filling in and painting just this complete and total uh, picture with words that mm-hmm. we were really riveted by. Oh, well, I, you know, I got a chance to write about some of my favorite cities in this book. I, I When I went to, you know, I've been maybe five times to Bang, uh, to um, Istanbul, mm-hmm. never really thinking I was going to write a book about it. Uh, but it, when it came time to choosing a place that Maggie would have worked, I thought, okay, it, Istanbul. Istanbul, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so the uh, the descriptions are just based on memory and you know, especially sensory memory—the food and the smells and mm. what it's like, to, yeah, to walk on a beach in Turkey. It's um, it was a lot of fun bringing all my favorite places into the story. Yeah, and I think we have a crush on you. We're yeah, we do have, have a crush on you. I mean, <laughs> seriously, want to read so many? I mean, you've written so many books. We need to go back and read some others of yours, and are just so thrilled to have met you, and hope. You know, that we get to, you're working with one of our favorite people, you know, Grace. Oh, well, thank you she's, so she's much. Megan Beattie. Um, and it's just, she's so, she brings the richest authors to us. And it's just, you um, were, we're so excited about meeting you and can't wait to read the next book and watch the TV show and oh, read no your other books. We have to ask you yeah, really yeah. quick, Tess, um, what's the last great book that you've read? Um, I read a wonderful book called The House Gift uh, by Hank Philippi Ryan, and um, I, I was riveted by it. So, you know, what happens when you, you let a young woman stay in your guest house? Uh, what are the complications? Uh, and it was, a real, it was a really fun read. Oh, good. All right. We're going to write that down, too. Thank you. Thank you for your time, and congratulations on getting yet another series uh, being mm-hmm. made from your mm-hmm. wonderful writing and books. and this It'll be perfect on Amazon. It'll be perfect yep. uh, multiple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can just... And they spend it. money. Yes, they do. <laughs> we like it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, Tess. Have a great day. The book is The Spy Coast. Bye, Tess. Thank you very much. Bye, okay. Tess. We, Bye. we do have a couple copies of the book to give away this We both devoured this. This is Mm -hmm. just a great book. People are going to love. Give us a buzz at 651-641-1071. And when we come back for Hollywood Speak Glory, um, by the way, someone just announced, this is the first time in my life I realized sex is a real connector in a relationship. We're going to tell you who that is. Okay. We'll be right back. Okay, I saw this headline. I thought, ah, this is something to say. Mm -hmm. But this, this singer said basically... That she never understood that sex could be a real connector in a relationship until her new relationship. And who is saying this is Kelsey Ballerini. Her ex-husband is Morgan Evans. Mm -hmm. And she said she never got it until she met Chase Stokes. He gave her the orgasm that she'd been waiting for. for, That's what that means. That's all that means. She just... Maybe, you know, sometimes people get married for other reasons or you're young and you're like, oh, I think maybe it's just not that big of a deal. People are very reticent and sometimes they don't know about mind-blowing sex until they actually have it. Well, here's the following up, but I just think, I don't know, they have a song together. Um, They don't have kids together, right? No, no, they just got together. He's in Outer Banks. No, I know, but Morgan Evans, her ex. Oh, her ex, I don't care about him at all. Well, all right. right. I see, I always think about that. Um, In the past, she says it's been performative for the other person. I wonder if he he wore costumes. Never went downtown. Okay. It's not like that with Chase, and here... Here's what she says. This is these are the two best lines, I think. He's the most emotionally intelligent man I've ever met. Again, he's giving me mind-blowing orgasms. Okay, don't no, but just wait to this line. You're right. I keep telling him 
He's a man written by a woman. I That's mean, kind that of a beautiful a song. song. That's, That's a song. What I That's thought. a country song waiting to be written, That's Kelsey. What I because this is this, you know, this is not going to go the distance. I hate to break it to Kelsey, but she and Chase are not going to end up forever in love and having a bunch of children together. You don't think so? No. All right. Give me your thoughts. Well, he's out of a long-term relationship with his co-star on that show, Arder Banks, and she's already been married. So there just might be at different places, but they're sure having fun right now. He's a good bridge for her. All right. Love it. Love it. All right. Here's one more for you. Timothy Chalamet, who stars in Wonka. Chalamet. Chalamet, Mm -hmm. who stars in the pre-Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. So it's called Wonka. Yep. Here's what he said. He said, basically, that he grew up and loved Gene Wilder's, the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory that we all knew. So this is like on a red carpet. This is on a red carpet. And he just said that he was he was more influenced by that one. Than the Johnny Depp one. Oh, well, duh. And he said, he came out when he was 10 or 11 years old, and he just thought it was quite, this is the best, very bold. Do you remember how odd that was? It made no sense. It was absolutely terrible. No one. Grant, did you see that? It was terrible. No. No. You didn't? No, oh my God. Because she really was. Yeah. Yeah. And it's completely forgettable. It's one of the rare missteps Tim Burton and Johnny Depp did together. It was so bad. And he, did you know that he dated Johnny Depp's daughter, Lily Rose Depp, for yes. a year and a half? Yes. Timothy oh. Chalamet. Yes, oh, I did. Hey. Yes, I did. Wonka hits theaters December 15th. So, yeah, that was as polite of a way, I guess, that he could put that. But, I mean, very I loved that it. under duh. I loved it. Yeah. Very bold. Very it was bold. the oddest thing ever. Okay, Sharon Stone. Oh, your girl. My girl. She was giving an interview. She's mm-hmm. over in like um, the Red Some Fest Film Festival wearing a fabulous something something. I thought you were going to say in the Red Sea. No, it was a Red <laughs> Sea Film Festival. But okay. here's what she said in an interview uh, on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And she was asked about her love life. And she said, I have just as many people who want to sleep with me now as I ever did. Um. And it isn't just that there isn't that thing where you walk in the room and every guy goes, oh, because here's the thing. You're not as easy as you were when you're young (laughs) because you're much more discerning Mm -hmm. as you get older. I think I'm hotter now than I've ever been. I know that I am. Good for her. Well, what a great way to think of yourself. Yeah. We thought it was odd when she married the San Francisco Examiner's publisher that she gave the Kyoto dragon to that bit him. Yeah, that's the um listen, but when she married Phil Bronstein, he was just like maybe five years older. Mm-hmm. He was the publisher. I said that San Francisco. Yeah, I mean he was a handsome guy and she was looking to have children. Yeah. So she picked, you know a, a bearer. Yeah, it's kind of well she mm-hmm. just picked I think she did think she was in love. Maybe she'd already dated a bunch of actors or whatever and like I want to get out of the business. Ooh, do you, can you even think of an actor that she dated? Well, yeah, well, that's I a can't whole vintage scandal. Of course there's stuff. Ooh, who do we know? I can't uh, even think of one. I don't know. We're, because we're bad at thinking off the top of our heads about we stuff like this. Well, stuff like this <laughs> for Sharon <laughs> Sharon Stone. She's had uh and then she also said, um, listen, it's and then the the person asked her, well, maybe it's just when you get hotter, you don't have as many options. And she said, it's not because you're not as hot. It's because you're not as easy. You're not as easy to get rid of. You're not as easy to keep quiet. 
and you're not as easy to dump afterwards and you're not as easy to be a side piece. It's not that you're not as hot. You've become mature and you care about a relationship and you're not going to just go have a one-night stand with a random person. Yeah. doesn't matter that much. It is so easy to be a side piece when you're younger and to be dumped. <laughs> it really is. Okay, here's one. <laughs> I feel like you guys have a lot in common. <laughs> yeah. uh, Squid Game. Uh, oh, you yeah. Know, the I Netflix. watched it. And did you like it? I've watched two-thirds of the first one, but the kids in Montana, we had to change. Okay. It It's pretty compelling, though, yeah. I thought. Okay. I thought it was compelling. Have All you right. guys watched it, Grant, Laurie, Bueller? No. Nope. Nope. I heard it's, Jason talk about it. He said the same thing he it's wasn't good. expecting. Well, one of the contestants spoke to uh, Player 301, Trey Plutnicki. What? He, he told Entertainment, <laughs> yeah, Entertainment <laughs> Weekly, he said, um, he said, we was it true the conditions were really horrible for you guys? And he told Entertainment Weekly, he said, yes, within a day and a half, all the condoms were gone. We were so <laughs> desperate for chapstick. Wow. Oh my God! That's hysterical. They There's used, so many more men than women on that. They too. used the lubricated condoms because it was cold when they it was filmed freezing this, and they had to sit and do it forever, forever. And he's like, "That's yeah, funny." I know, isn't that funny? That's they used very, it. Well, good to know you can use it as chips. But wait a minute, you heard this from Player Two O Plutnicki. Yeah, no, Player Three O One. Let me give you his name again: <laughs> Trey Plutnicki. <laughs> Is his name. I've never even heard of that. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's just his name, Plutnicki. It's probably a good Polish name. Yeah, sure. Plutnicki. Yeah. <laughs> um, Heather Gay, Real Housewife of oh, Salt yes. City, admits this is what she said. She told People Magazine at Variety's Women in Reality Television event. We posted the red carpet. Yes. All the ladies of reality TV. But she was asked, uh, are you on Ozempic? She said, I've been on it for a long time, <laughs> but I haven't really seen many results. It's like only five pounds. I guess I'm happy about that. Okay, that's really fun, and I love that she said it. But Nobody you know, admits they're on Ozempic. But but yeah, Nobody. Someone else did. Well, Sharon Stone said she can't stop losing weight, but someone else admitted it. Kelly Clarkson should, but who cares? Yeah. Everyone. But the thing is. Sharon that, Osbourne, she also said that she lost too much weight Yeah, on she it. can't stop she losing can't weight. can't lose it. But yeah. she's had so many... I feel like she has other inside things. Yeah. But back to Heather Gray. Yeah. Okay, the gal, you were gone when, um, not Comic-Con, but BravoCon was going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the colleague here that works with oh, us. Oh, yeah, the that came in, in. Mm-hmm. That came in, and she came in and was the scoop reporter. And she said that, I said, come on, what size is Heather Gray? And she goes, she's a six eight. That's how much That's it how, looks on, you yep, look on TV. Because everyone that. else is a zero or minus two. And she's a six eight, so she's just average. Yeah. But you would think she's a giant compared to those other women because of television. I love her. She moved to the new house, and there's a rock that scratches the bottom of everyone's Porsches. How about that? <laughs> Jeez, the <wings>. oh. <laughs> yes, I should remove that rock. I would say yes, you should. I just blew out the bottom of my car. Yeah, um, Jada Pinkett Smith is still making the rounds for her memoir because really? yeah, she is, and she was on um, Plinkett. Player two yeah, or three. Yeah, I don't know what show she was on. <laughs> oh, she chatted with InStyle. Oh, them. That's yeah. a popular name. <laughs> she chatted with InStyle, and um, they asked her about uh, ayahuasca. Oh, yes. Her and, favorite. And she said, she said this, it's not something you do recreationally. 
And I thought she finally she's, she's saying something finally, very truthful here. Yeah. Finally, after she praised it up and down and sideways for a year or two, and mm-hmm. took it with her kids. Yes, mm-hmm. and took it. Yeah, it is not something you do recreationally. You want to be with a veteran practitioner. So she has changed her mind and come back to the sensible thought about ayahuasca. Maybe she's realized she needs to start speaking some sense <laughs> for people. I know because that was. I feel like it's irresponsible when you have a platform and just say, oh, that's what I do, you know, without a disclaimer. We'll be back.